All sorts of questions about what's going on with the provincial government today. Richard Zussman, our global news reporter over in Victoria, is with us. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Cindy. Let's talk about ICBC, because what's this chatter about ICBC this morning? Yeah, so it sounds like at 9.15, the province will be making an announcement, and it could be one of two things. And I am... I guessing we're going to lean towards the first option here. So one of the things that was promised uh, by the province when the switch to no-fault insurance was made is that British Columbians would be able to get a sense of how much money they will save under the new right. insurance system. So it sounds like Public Safety Minister Mike Farnworth, who's now in charge of ICBC, uh, and the head of um, ICBC, uh, Nicholas Jimenez, will announce that tool this morning at 9.15 uh, in terms of British Clubians being able to go in and putting in their information around how long they've been driving, what sort of vehicle they drive, how they use it, and find out how much they are going to pay uh, in car insurance starting on May 1st when we switch to no-fault insurance. And uh, the switch is going to happen for everyone. So even if uh, you have months and months and months and months left until you have to uh, renew your insurance policy, uh, you will receive a rebate uh, in that regard to, to cover off the difference. Uh, and that will be processed starting hmm. in May into June and July. Talking about rebates, a lot of people are hoping that eventually uh, they will get a COVID-19 related ICBC rebate. BC was the only jurisdiction in North America where drivers did not receive at least a little bit of money back from their car insurance company because of a drop in risk and crashes due to the pandemic. And I am told uh, that Minister Farnworth is looking at options right now in terms of how much money the insurance company saved due to the pandemic. There were some savings. How substantial? We still don't know the full picture. And those savings will be passed on to drivers. And we're expecting that Farnworth will make that decision over the next few weeks, or at least it will be announced over the next few weeks. Uh, what sort of rebate, if any, British Columbians will be getting due to the pandemic. But that is not the announcement that is right. coming today, I suspect. But things could change. I like the way you hedge your bets on that, right? We are yeah. expecting this to happen. Like We <laughs> hope that will happen. But when it comes to ICBC, you never, you never can know. tell, right? Uh, so we'll you have coverage of that. That's this morning at 9.15, as Richard mentioned. If there's money coming to you, we will tell you all about it. But let's also talk, uh, Richard, about the message yesterday from public health officials and Dr. Bonnie Henry. And I feel like a lot of people, when they heard the message, just thought, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Like, how much more can I do? Because she's essentially yeah. saying, you got to do more. Yeah, you got to do more. You got to give more. And it has been a consistent message, right? This pandemic, BC's response has all been about personal responsibility. And there have been been criticisms uh, from people around uh, Dr. Barney Henry being not tough enough, uh, too tough, but it's been consistent in, in some regards that it's been about individuals taking on the responsibility themselves. And as soon as Dr. Henry said yesterday, we've got to all give more, there was a very rapid response from those who follow along very closely saying, what more can I give? There's nothing else I can do. I'm doing everything. I no longer go into my workplace. The only interactions I have with other human beings outside of my household is when I drop my children off at school and I make those interactions brief. Uh, it's There's a sense here that people 
that are following along closely and following the rules. And you and I, Simi, have talked about this before. The, mm-hmm. the burden of this pandemic is falling on those who follow the rules, exactly. while others can decide are deciding either they're not following the rules or they can't follow the rules. And that burden is falling on those who follow. And it's unclear what percentage that is. I've always sort of estimated it around between 80 and 85% are doing everything they can with, you know, once in a while uh, doing things that are just outside the borders a little bit. Well, the other, you know, 15 to 20% are, you know, largely ignoring the public health orders to an extent and that's becoming frustrating for people oh and, it and, so is and, 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 I, and yeah go ahead yeah you go ahead i was just gonna say I, I feel that from a lot of people too right where you're obeying the rules one area and i've gotten some emails on this too is restaurants i think you know and i know richard that if you go by a restaurant and you see lots of people sitting in there not everybody is in the same household like you, you can just tell that from the people in the restaurant, but we're kind of doing a nudge, nudge, wink, wink on that, right? Like we're looking the other uh, way. Yeah. And that's one of the things that has um, been frustrating for a lot of people. And I have tried uh, over the last few months when those rules came out to clarify that as much as possible. You cannot go to a restaurant under the current guidelines with someone outside of your household or for the and and this is where things get muddied a little bit. If you are single, you can create this pandemic household, which is up to three people, uh, and you can make them your household. But you need to be committed to them as you would someone in your household in terms of following along with the rules. And uh, I, I went to pick up uh, pick up food, and I, I know a lot of people have similar stories to this. And I picked it up at a local uh, restaurant slash. Uh, bar and you walk in the bar and if I was an alien arriving on earth and walked into that situation I would have no idea that there was a global pandemic happening because you know yes the tables are distance and yes there's a little bit of plexiglass but once people are at those tables their masks are off uh, and they are uh, behaving like uh, nothing is wrong and and Simi I think if there was transmission in restaurants and bars happening rapid transmission of this virus they would be closed Uh, as quickly as possible true so i don't believe that is where the transmission is happening but it does send a negative impression i got a lot of messages yesterday around this comment from dr henry saying give more about people saying well you know while i walk to this to pick up my groceries i walk by a local restaurant i look in i see this and i'm envious it is hard not to feel envious of people who are you know everybody's living through this in their own way it's everybody's own pandemic but it's hard not to be envious we have plateaued here and the the curve is not going down and that means that explosive growth is possible due to the variant due to a shift in behavior and dr henry is very worried about that and that's why she's asking people now to buy in and there's a very distinct chance that in a week's time or two weeks time two weeks time when these measures expire that they could not just be extended semi, but there could be additional stricter yeah. measures put in place if Dr. Henry believes that is the only way we can manage uh, w- these concerning uh, levels of spread. Yes, every day the numbers look okay. We're hitting sort of consistent numbers, but consistent in this case, flat is bad. It needs to be going down uh, because if it's just flat, exploding up is very possible anytime. Right. And especially since now we know we're having problems with the vaccine too, right? It doesn't, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, it feels like. So I wouldn't be surprised if we had more um, restrictions put in place. Uh, Let's talk about long-term care too, Uh, Richard. That report yesterday, lots of questions about why it took so long to make it public. 
Yeah, and, and Adrian Dix, the health minister, apologizing for that. And, you know, ultimately the report did not hold anything that nobody didn't know, really. It was about lack of coordination, lack of communication in long-term care. But ultimately, BC did pretty well in the first wave. But the, the part there that I think people will find concerning is they had some guidance, they put in recommendations, they made changes, and it didn't work. You know, the cases in long-term care have gone up. Deaths have gone up in long-term care. Now it's this race to ensure that everybody is vaccinated at least once. Dr. Henry saying yesterday that the goal is by the end of this week that everyone in long-term care, residents and staff, will be vaccinated against COVID-19 at least once. That's a really good sign and should dramatically reduce the number of, of deaths and cases in long-term care. And that's been the, the biggest struggle of our pandemic. Yesterday, the province announced 10 long-term care assisted living facilities have had outbreaks that have now ended. Uh, that Those are all really, really good signs. But ultimately, the report's about accountability and the province needs to show to British Columbians that they are improving the work on communication and coordination because I think that's where a lot of frustration has laid the last few weeks, specifically in places like long-term care, but also more broadly in terms of the response to the pandemic. Right. Okay. Richard, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Simi. Have a good day. You too. Richard Zussman, our global news reporter over in Victoria. So the ICBC News coming just after nine this morning. And I know Simi will have all of that for you coming up on his show.